Lightning makes a big move, and we may have just had a hit on the Deadpool. Craft beer workers are revolting, or unionizing. We're rehashing an old debate, because there's a new strongest beer in the world. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer. This is a podcast where a beer right now, we'd be a stout. Dark, heavy, and completely unpalatable during the summer, which is okay, because that's why we're out for the summer. But we're back. Hey, Tyler, how you doing? Jeremy, you were a little rusty on that, but for the first episode back, I'll give you a little grace. Doing good. <laughs> Do I get like a... Was that a B? Is that is that what I or C is minus? Just, or is it just like a, you're you're scraping by like you did in college? Is it like pass? Can I get a pass fail type thing? Yeah, we'll go pass fail. Woo-hoo, I passed just barely. Minimum of amount of effort. Minimum amount of effort. <laughs> How you doing today? Oh, excellent. First off, just want to say congratulations on successfully procreating and having a son now. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, if you missed the uh, announcement up on social media, um, the reason we, uh, we, we, our original plan was to come back at the beginning of September, uh, but we didn't because uh, my, uh, uh, you know, my, we, my wife was pregnant and then the baby came a month early. So right when we were supposed to, uh, um, supposed to start recording, um, I was uh, at the hospital with both of them, but, uh, but thank you. Yes. Um, uh Mama and baby are doing well, and uh, it's an exciting time. Good. How, so, how, how was your summer break, Jeremy? Uh, you know, it's it was the summer of COVID, so I, <laughs> yeah, it, there's not. It's it's sad how little there was to, that I I didn't even I don't even didn't even go camping or anything. It was I literally used it as an excuse to do what I naturally do which is sit at home and watch Netflix. That's my natural state, apparently. And I just, I am a man of our current age. <laughs> well, let's dive into the news here. What we got? The, the, I will say the most exciting thing I did was the uh, uh, Brunomics episode um, that, we, that we did in August. That was the highlight of my summer. That was. They're awesome guys over there. If you guys currently don't listen to their podcast, go check it out. Specifically, the one with yours truly, because that was just an excellent episode. That was the, the best episode they've done, I think. I think that's what's... Uh, I even said so. Um, and I tend to agree. <clears throat> All right. Tyler, <laughs> where do we want to begin today? Well, I think we got to go with potentially the oh, next Deadpool hit. You know what we? You know what we forgot? We are rusty. Look. We forgot to talk about what we're drinking. Oh, shit. Yeah, we did. We we are so bad at this already. Sorry, everybody. We got rusty. <laughs> Tyler, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking the Fest beer from Ruben's Brew out of Seattle, Washington. I think they're out of Seattle. Yeah? And how is it? It is delicious. Nice, light, traditional Oktoberfest. Uh, super crisp, clean finish on the palate, and I just want like to slam six of these. Nice. Ooh, I, I. So we're actually doing this remotely again, just uh, uh, you know, with 
newborn baby and all that taking extra precautions and so but i'm now very very sad that i that we made that decision because i want to taste that beer yeah you know what uh never mind the health of my new family get get over here and spread your vile diseases and you know the beer (laughs) um (laughs) I've got uh, so I have a couple of seasonals as well. I'm starting off with uh, a, uh, Alaskans, a new seasonal IPA, the Stratosphere. Yeah, how is it? You know, it's a it's a traditional West Coast IPA, but I rather like it. It's got like a it's got like a like the citrusy grapefruit, slight hint of floral, uh, touch of pine. So it's got that nice complex hop flavor. Uh, moderate, moderate low bitterness, but really well balanced. Uh, it's a super, it's a super clean, super refreshing, refreshing West Coast IPA. Remember them? Yeah, I do actually, okay. and I kind of missed them. This is a good one. So, um, you know, well done, Alaskan, and well done, Alaska, reminding us that uh, that hazy is, you know, they have their time and place, but. These are good too. Okay, now Tyler, what do you what do you have for us? Uh well, we gotta kind of bring up the biggest news story that really hit why we were out on vacay, and that's Yingling and Molson Coors coming to a joint ventureship. Aha! So the so we do have a hit on the Deadpool. So which one of us which one of us has either Yingling or Molson Coors? Shockingly, neither. We are so bad at this. <laughs> I could have swore I put Molson Coors on something. But I feel like this is the second time Molson Coors has bought someone. I think and you're right. each time, we were like, damn, no one had Molson Coors. How'd we do that? <laughs> um, and the funny thing is, is that we, before we started recording, we were desperately trying to find those notes from... Oh, let's see. Uh, 13 years ago, it feels like now. Um, I think it's actually old enough to vote now. <laughs> it took us an embarrassingly long amount of time to figure out that neither of us had this. But anyway, so we're still tied for like 0.5 to 0.5 on the Deadpool. <laughs> also, I don't know if this technically counts because it's a joint ventureship. But uh, in the article I was reading on craft brewing business, uh, Yingling's still going to remain a family-owned company. So I'm like, if it's still a family-owned company, are they just passing off distribution rights? Or I, how exactly is that working when they're doing a joint venture? I would say, here's, I mean, we're talking about ownership control and especially controlling ownership and so if money changed hands for some portion of the company i think that counts but what i mean what exactly is the deal so from what i've been able to read and find is molson cores is gonna basically take over helping yingling expand outside of their current 22 state footprint and uh, any future New England expansion. Primarily, it's going to be focused on westward growth with the Molson Coors team brewing a lot of their West Coast beers. So the Yingling company and brewers are going to help Molson Coors 
dial in the recipe, brew it to their specifications, and they are going to, Molson Coors is going to distribute it for them. So, so that's, I mean, that's interesting. It doesn't, it doesn't make, it doesn't sound like a controlling interest. It doesn't sound like a deal that, I mean, even so the, the threshold of ownership in, you know, according to our Deadpool rules was 33%, which is not necessarily a controlling interest, but it's not a insignificant amount of say in the in the business. It's you know I'll do the math yes. here, roughly one third. But from what you're describing, what what's missing from this is the idea that I mean, Molson Coors can't come to Yingling and say, "Hey, that porter you've been brewing forever, let's drop that and do uh, I don't know. a hazy IPA." Blasphemy, but yeah, but let's do one of them hazy IPAs. All those people with the mustaches are uh, are getting all excited about. Yeah, from the sounds of it, it doesn't seem like that. But then some of the press releases that I've read with like Molson Coors, they're like, "This is a fifty-fifty partnership," and I'm like, "But is it?" Well, if they, I mean, you can. You can say it's a 50-50 partnership all you want. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's just that's just how America works now. You can say whatever the fuck you want and <laughs> it doesn't have to be functionally true or even the nature of reality. Yes. Also, I was the que- here the question oh. I have is is has money changed hands? So this deal is going to take place in the second half of 2021. Okay. Uh, And it's going to be governed by a board of directors consisting evenly of Yingling and Molson Coors family members and executives. But is money going to change hands? I don't know if money will. I think that's why they're calling it a joint venture because no one's technically buying the other. Okay. Well, they're just partnering. <laughs> We're just going to partner and make sweet, sweet yingling babies all over the West Coast. And, I mean, I would love to start seeing yingling out here. That that was the best part I read of this. I was like, I might be able to, in 2021, 2022, drink a yingling out on my back patio, finally. Without I mean, having to transport it here in a suitcase. I mean, Yingling Lager is a decent American lager. I don't think it's uh, terribly better than any uh, some of the others, but I mean, it's it's a nice one. I do like their 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 porters uh, kind of good for being a kind of a light, kind of almost more of a black lager than a lager. Than an actual porter. Yeah, it's still quite good. Yeah, and then the big winners of all of this are Molson Coors' distributor partners. I guarantee all of them just creamed their panties when they heard they will be the ones taking Yingling to their prospective markets. That, I mean, and especially coming into market, because Yingling still does on the West Coast have this mystique, 
I guess is the word I want to use mm-hmm. because it, you know what? It, right now, it almost has kind of the same feel to it that how my dad describes cores. Uh, when he was a young man, I mean, it was a super, it was, it, you couldn't get it. Um, and so, and he lived in Colorado and so he would essentially bootleg it across the, uh, across the border, apparently. I mean, <laughs> you know. of course they made movies about bootlegging it, AKA <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> I mean, that... There was a movie mystique as well. Clearly, uh, you know, the, you got Burt Reynolds uh, uh, as the as the face of running your beer. I mean, clearly, you got yeah. something else going. But it has. But yeah, there's that. There's that. Uh, I can't get it. Ergo, it must be superior uh, feeling yeah. to Yingling. Um, it, it's the same reason people rave over fucking Pliny the Elder. Eh, Pliny the Elder is legitimately a. Is, is legitimately one of the best IPAs available anywhere. Yingling, it's a good lager. I don't. I think if you put it, if you put it next to Coors or Paps and Budweiser, probably not Budweiser. Budweiser tastes like green apples and shame. But um, and Coors tastes like nothing. That's why you use it on off flavor classes. Coors Light. Coors Light. <laughs> I, but I don't. I. I don't know. We. There's write this down. Maybe we have to have a, a, a logger off or we have to see if we can if we can identify if if Yingling comes to town, what we might have to do is see if we can identify it in a lineup. Or see if you can. Blind taste it. Damn right. And see if you can say this is clearly Yingling, this is Yeah. You know. Course original, this is Bud Heavy. So there you go. Coming soon if Yingling comes to town there, there, there we might do that the great domestic off we might uh, we might do that anyway it sounds kind of fun we'll just we'll totally embarrass ourselves in front of our uh, in front of our audience done and ruin i mean any credibility we have <laughs> or gain slightly more um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so i'm i think the big winners of this is the distributors especially here locally because the Molson Coors distributor has been shitting the bed because they haven't been able to get a steady supply of Coors Light, and bars all around the valley have not been able to have Coors Light for their fucking drinkers. Oh Jesus! Uh, yeah, they 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 need a win. They uh, our local uh, Coors distributor. Well, they also lost Rockstar, I do believe. Oh damn! And so um, they yeah they are. They either need to desperately need a win, or they need somebody to put them out of their misery, or they need the devastating loss. <laughs> they just need just need to end it. <laughs> the sweet release. Uh, well, Jeremy, anything else on this topic? Or no, what what else you got? Uh well, I mean, one of the topics that got us to fuck it, it's all beer. Oh God! Not again! Not again! It's not your beer, favorite Tyler. style, an ice block. I re- I'm regretting having this discussion with you. I, I <laughs> it, was, it was fun at first, just like taking that little bit of psyche you had left and just poking at it with a stick. But I, wow, you don't let now, anything go. 
No, now it developed into a weekly podcast where our wives probably go, why are these two jackoffs just sitting there talking to each other, not us? Uh, <laughs> Maybe yours. Mine's like, oh, thank God he's doing something besides <laughs> talk, trying to talk to me about beer. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about the beer you made, honey. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, there was a – for the last decade, there's been a little rivalry uh, between Brewdog out of Scotland and Georgia Brow uh, out of Germany. Uh, who could make the highest alcohol beer? One would make one claiming to be the highest alcohol beer. The other would one-up it. Then it was just a constant dick-measuring contest. But with Well, <laughs> yes. The highest... Before this beer was fifty five percent. So I, I before before we get into this, uh, a point of clarification. So I was I skimmed the article, but I think you read it completely. I was under the impression though that the highest that had been achieved was something like called snake venom or steak vite at sixty five percent. But apparently that didn't count for some reason. I hadn't seen anything with that, so. The, um, there was a there is a beer. Oh, there was a beer. Here, we, here it is. Okay, you got it. Uh, yep, Brewmeister, another Scottish brewer, has its snake venom, which is sixty seven point five percent. Uh, it's so strong that it's not even carbonated. Uh, because you can't carbonate it, fucking whiskey. That's why yes. there's not there's not sparkling whiskey for. What knocks it <laughs> what knocks it out of contention is the company adds ethyl alcohol to it as part of its brewing brewing air quotes there process where uh, Brewdog and the German brewery do just the traditional ice block where you freeze, remove the frozen water, freeze, remove the frozen water down until you get it up to that height okay so the reason that one doesn't count is they literally added grain alcohol they just literally yes that does seem like cheating that actually does seem like i mean you just keep on pouring grain alcohol in and like oh this is a you know 67 percent. yeah but i mean ew <laughs> at some point in time but it's everclear dropped into my fucking blonde ale well, at sixty-seven percent, it's a blonde nail dropped into It'll your Everclear. <laughs> okay, which I mean, fuck, sixty-seven percent is stronger than any than any whiskey available. In, in most in, in most whiskey you're gonna get. Leave it to the Scots to be fucking with this. But anyway, all right. I'm sorry, I went off on that tangent. Uh, continue. Yes. Uh, so they partnered together. On this new beer called Strength in Numbers. Uh, the beer was released in the UK. It was priced at 29 British pounds per bottle. So about 37.50 US dollars. That's fucking reasonable. 100%. I guess the reason. So brew dogs like end of the world 55% alcohol one that they did that was in a dead squirrel was like 500 bucks a bottle yeah. must have been because of the dead squirrel by the way um, if you really want a an interesting experience um, yeah they they actually did 
take this beer, bottle it, and then take that bottle and stick it in a taxidermied squirrel. In a, only the the only way you can imagine it being done, get your Google, <laughs> get your Google out and look for because the pictures exist. And the part that just disturbs me is the idea of drinking from the bottle and having the squirrel looking at you. <laughs> Just chugging from the bottle, eye contact, mano e mano, chug contest, burst that fucking squirrel. There's Take no- that, Renee. I will never respect you, Renee, as a chugger until you chug from the squirrel bottle. Does a bottle of that even exist anymore? I don't know, but it's on Renee to find it. So I like how Renee has become like our 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 phantom like. Per, uh, we've uh, we've we've uh, uh, referenced. Uh, uh, he's a he's a good friend of ours and a you know a pillar of the uh, local beer uh, community. Um, but you know we have to have him on sometime to answer some of these accusations. <laughs> but so back to the strength in numbers. Uh, it actually sold out same day. I'm trying to go ahead. I said I was just gonna say that makes sense. Um, it doesn't say how much they produced that I can find, but it was just kind of nice to see craft breweries who have that kind of friendly rivalry go. Hey, you know what? Let's team up. Let's do this beer. Do something fun right now in just this god-awful shitty time of being locked up at home <laughs> well for some of us uh, p- p- haven't you heard the pandemic is over now oh okay perfect uh i'll, I'll go tell everyone in a hospital that <laughs> um but no that is I, I do like that as the i guess the ending of the 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 story of the highest alcohol beer is they did one, they did one on, they did it together and end a story until another fucking drunken Scotsman tries to make a 60% beer. Yeah. Eventually, they're going to peter out and you can only ice distill so far. I, I, I guess I don't, I guess I don't know any reason why you couldn't ice distill up to like, I mean, well, at some point in time, basic chemistry starts uh, uh, starts taking over, but you I, won't be able to get it cold enough to freeze the leftover water in it. Uh, I don't, I don't know that for a fact. I mean, it just at some point in time, I feel like you need that it becomes more effort, and you would need some bizarre equipment to make it happen. But yeah, I was gonna say the amount of equipment that you'd have to have, no one's gonna spend the money on. I mean, plus so- you're gonna start with like a ten thousand gallon batch and get five bottles of the thing. Right, I mean, at some point in time, but I mean, if if there's any country and any people who would go to that effort for something so stupidly alcoholic, it's the Scots. I don't. True. I I we they they obviously have taken us this far. I let's I want to see where they go. <laughs> you beautiful, beautiful, crazy bastards, you. So, Jeremy, do you agree? This is the highest beer in the world. No. It's a very strong whiskey. <laughs> no, it's an ice buck. <laughs> I've sent you the guidelines for an ice buck. 
yeah, they top out at about they top out uh, surprisingly high. It only it, the the guidelines top out at like uh, uh, at like fifteen percent. There is no top level of an ice buck. Yeah, there is. Sure, there is. No, there isn't. According to the BJCP, there is, and according to, I mean, if it's stronger than whiskey, that makes no, it makes no sense. So it's clearly a whiskey. It's still carbonated though, so it's a beer. Did they really carbonate it? Yeah. Can they, can they carbonate a fifty-some percent beer? Oh no, I'm I'm pulling out my ass right now, just trying to prove a point. So you're full of shit. Okay, <laughs> you know what? I don't know if they carbonated it. I'm assuming they tried. <laughs> just. It's distilled past 50%. It's fucking whiskey. It is a flammable beer, okay? <laughs> flammable beer. Wasn't that your nickname in college? Yeah. <laughs> I guess if you, I guess what we're saying, if you want to tell why, Tyler why he's wrong about a 50-some percent uh, uh, drink still being or, beer. Or if you got your hands on it. And want to share it with us? We will have you on the podcast. Yes, this is true. We will, we, we will do that thing, and then you can, and then you can hear this discussion for yourself, which is actually pretty much an incentive never to do that. Uh, never mind. We'll talk about something else. <laughs> we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Hell we'll, yeah! <laughs> literally, we'll do an hour on doilies if we get to drink this beer while doing it. Might be kind of hard, but I. We'll make it happen. We'll <laughs> <laughs> Brewery union news now. What do we want? A living wage. What do we want it? Well, soon would be good, but I, we do have all these bills. And, well, free beer, never mind. I don't care anymore. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> That's a good union buster. <laughs> We've talked before about, let's say, the lack of a living wage in our industry. Um I mean, there's not not that there's much of a living wage anywhere right now, uh, but in I, at least in craft beer, you kind of understand why. The vast majority of the businesses are very small, family-owned operations that I believe – I honestly believe most breweries pay as much as they can afford. Uh, it's – yeah, it's – there's not as much money in this as you would think. Um, what do you mean? Everyone gets into this industry to make millions. Clearly. Um, there are a few. They are disappointed early and quickly. Um, they're just, there's not a lot of monetary incentive in this industry. It's about passion, which throws a major wrench in that whole economic theory that if we took rich people's money away, they would stop doing rich people things like inventing things and stealing money. Mostly that's what, that's what they do. Um, I take the rich people's money, but I digress and buy hookers. <laughs> they would stop doing that Tyler. If they weren't incentivized, uh, anyway, so this actually comes from good beer hunting. It's by, uh, Kate Bernat. Um, as this industry goes, especially in this day and age where worker protections are, shall we say minimal? Um, it was only a matter of time before organized later start popping up, uh, and to varying degrees and varying successes. Um, actually, workers at Anchor Brewing uh, unionized back in 2019 uh, to, at least on the surface, from what I could, uh, what I could tell, a very uh, a productive and uh, beneficial relationship between both the owners of Anchor and their employees. So, um, but on the other end of the spectrum, we've got uh, you know the the brewer, uh, 
uh, Surly Brewing uh, lived up to their name um, as their workers uh, 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 organized a union and uh, they refused to recognize it. Um, Surly, you must be joking. <laughs> you, you, you've been waiting to do that since I told you what this story was, weren't you? Yep. You just were. Jeremy, <laughs> you're a new father. You need to step up your dad joke game. <laughs> Thank you. They come. They just. I, I. understand. You don't need to. 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 Uh, uh. You don't need to work on that. It just happens. Um. <laughs> they. The workers. Uh, uh. Organized over concerns of the pandemic. Um. And Surly Brewing. Uh, uh. Responded by refusing to recognize the union. And then two days later, announcing they were shutting down the tap room anyway. I'm complete. I'm sure. No correlation. Completely unrelated. Um. And then there's the rather now ironically named uh, Rising Tide Brewing out of Portland, Maine, which I don't. This story gets complicated, and I, I as as I was reading this, I kind of see where it where both sides are, but I can't help but say this has been handled as about as bad as it could possibly be handled. Uh, we'll see if you agree by the end of this. Um, First, let's take a beer break. Okay, beer break. I've been. What? Oh, did you switch beers? Yep. What are you on now? I am on a collaboration Imperial Tropical Lollipop IPA called the Zolitator. It's a collaboration from Omnipolo, Morgan Doggins, Duck Pond, and Duggies. Woo, that's a that's a heavy hitter list. Yeah, ten uh, percent Imperial IPA. Uh, I got this while I was in North Idaho for work up at the filling station in Sandpoint, Idaho, on the recommendation from the owner. So let's see if it lives up. Let's see if the owner of the Sandpoint, Idaho bottle shop uh, is worth his Sandpoint, Idaho beer credibility. Ooh. Smells really good. Get that real kind of floral, tropical aroma coming through. Very, like, tropical fruit, almost like stone fruit coming through on the taste. Very juicy. Does not drink like it's 10% alcohol. <laughs> Drinks probably like a six percenter. Damn. Uh, and exactly one month old on the date. Nice. Um, I'm still working on the Alaskan, but when I get to the end of this, I'll, I'll switch to my next one. Um, anyway, on reset back. <laughs> uh, so on September sixteenth. An employee who has chose to uh, uh, remain nameless for this uh, for this story, um, due to their ho- worried about their prospect of continuing in the industry, um, uh, they filed a complaint with the National Labor Relations Board, uh, accusing um, Rising Tide Brewing of firing uh, firing them because of his pro union stance, which is actually illegal. Go figure. Shocking. I. I was unaware, uh, but one person who probably should have known about that law was the owner, Heather Sanborn, who is a Democratic state senator 
and had a 100% rating from the ALFLO CIO based on her voting record, which they perceived as pro-union. Ooh. Awkward. You could say the tides are turning on her. <laughs> but, 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 before we get too judgy, I mean, we're going to get super judgy, but before we get too judgy, let's... It's worth examining the facts, and these and these are how they reported in Good Beer Hunting. Uh, the employees started talking about organizing in 2019, um, had planned of a, uh, a worker vote uh, in January. However, it should be noted that this vote was called off due to the fact that they didn't think they had the votes to actually start a union. So it wasn't a popular idea, or at least it wasn't a majority popular idea within the, uh, for the workers at the brewery in January, but it kind of a lot's changed since then. <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, once, uh, so after COVID happened, um, the employee and five other, uh, brewer who people who worked uh, as brewers were furloughed. Uh, but when they were brought, but, when they were brought back on, they had to work as servers or taproom bartenders uh, because there really wasn't any work to be done in the brewery itself. Um, okay. Not uncommon. It happened quite a lot, um, but didn't sit well with uh, the employee or the, the five brewers. And so, uh, but they kind of recognized that they really didn't have much of a choice because this, they perceived their options. If they, said no thanks we'll wait until you need actual brewers that would be refusing a job offer and thus they'd lose their unemployment Ooh, fair enough i can respect that so um they did so they did go back and they were working in the tap room but the idea of forming a union um uh, became a they it became uh, uh, more of a topic of discussion amongst them, especially when it came um, to concerns over the working conditions at that tap room during the pandemic. Um, the complaint alleges that uh, Sandorn's uh, res- basically they, they brought it up to her um, and the other owners and the reception was frosty. Uh, the dismissive is the word used in the uh, in the report. Um, it further alleges that during a regular Zoom call, the employee tried to raise these concerns again. And by the way, the concerns they were raising was um, things like uh, customers not maintaining six, you know, uh, they're not being, social distancing, yeah, and... social distancing, not being provided gloves to handle used glassware. Um uh, sanitation procedures, not getting enough time to regularly wash hands. Um, I, you know, all, I think, not illegitimate concerns, by the way. Um, <clears throat> but um, uh, during a regular Zoom call, the uh, employee raised these concerns, and uh, this time management decided to fix the problem. Not the COVID-related problems, uh, the Zoom... The problem of his employment. Well, they stopped the Zoom, uh, they stopped the Zoom meetings, so that, that wouldn't be an issue. Oh, <laughs> it's kind of like the scene in Office Space 
where they're like, yeah, that guy's got let go a while ago, but he's been, uh, due to a glitch in payroll, he's been getting a check, so we fixed the glitch. Uh, I mean, they, they did fire, so they, apparently he went to work one day, um, uh, Sanborns met him in the parking lot and announced him he'd, he was fired. Now, Sanborns claims that his termination was because of a bad attitude and just being unhappy uh, working at a tap room, which the employee doesn't uh, um, uh, doesn't refute. He uh, they were um, they made no uh, um, a secret of not being happy working in a tap room. Yeah. And, you know, again, I know many people who are in the brewing industry that you like they work as a brewer and the idea of working a tap room is horrifying to them. They're not people, people. They're the farthest people from people, people. <laughs> they want, they, they want to be left alone in their little beer cave and they don't want to talk to anybody. They don't want to. They do... only want to talk to the delivery driver for the hops and yeast and the barley. And, and then they want to talk to the malts and the hops themselves. <laughs> And see how they're doing before they add them to the beer. And even the delivery drivers, only because they it seems awkward not to. I mean, if they could somehow, like, have them just drop it off by a th- something that does not interact at all, I think most of them would take that. Um, In a heartbeat, they would take it. I mean, basically, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's so I, I, if you're in this industry, you know the personality type. Um However, um, he, the employee did admit not liking working the tap room, but um, also s- uh, said that he had never received any negative feedback from customers. Although a previous job uh, he he had had it, it says in there he had been disciplined uh, somehow for a bad attitude at a previous job. Not sure how that. Uh, how that applies, but it did. It, it, it is a factor in there. Uh, the incident is still under investigation, but it's again. Th- this is where I go. God, this seems to be handled in the most horrifically horrific way possible. The fact that you have to get to a point where you, it looks bad to fire somebody shortly after they're like, "Hey, we should probably be protected. Should be at least protected a little bit from this virus." Yeah, um, and firing for trying. I mean, having tried to organize a union a couple of times and then being shit canned, it don't look great. Yeah, um, but it's under investigation. I, where I kind of where, where I kind of come down on this is, I, this is weird times where everything that was hard going in is now doubly hard. This is going to, but this is going to happen more and more. Um, workers that are understandably kind of pissed that they are working for shit money and putting themselves at risk because, you know, they're essential. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's, they have a, I think they're not wrong for being a little bit, you know. Upset. Yeah. And I also understand brewery owners who find themselves having to deal with more costly problems um, and having less money come in right now. I mean, this is not... Anybody who's running a business right now will tell you this is not a, a time that you can really afford uh, a, a great increase in costs. 
Yeah. So, I mean, like where you kind of go with this is this. I mean, this shit was this shit was brewing and and poorly thought out beforehand, and now the pandemic has made everything worse. But you're going to see more of this, and it's and I think the lesson to take away from this is it's it, you're gonna if you're a brewery owner you're you be prepared to have to work with work with your employees either individually or as organized labor because that's where it's gonna go yep it's 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 the next logical step in the brewing industry for its maturation it's it's i mean it's only a matter i mean if if you if change isn't happening on the individual level and and people aren't seeing you know conditions improve you know uh by voicing their concerns individually they're going to come to you know they're going to say well all we have to do is get together and we can shut this bitch down and you can scream socialist all you want that's you know that's how this works uh, it's not yep. a matter of if you approve of it, it's how you deal with it. And it's going to happen more and more. And it's, it's... Which, that has always got me, because in my mind, a union jockeying with the owners is super capitalistic. Oh, yeah? Because capitalistic is the free market. You let the market determine that. And so the owner is doing everything he can to obtain as much market share as possible. And so eventually that is going to lead to pushing down the employee to try to get a little more profit. But the employee is also part of the market. So when the employee battles back and has more leverage than the owner, well, guess what? The market's deciding you're taking less profit. Uh, but we only like the we only want the market to decide when it benefits the rich people. Otherwise, it's socialism. But capitalistic, uh, a true no, capitalism no, 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 society no. doesn't benefit anyone but the market. <laughs> don't don't bring your logic into it. If it doesn't benefit rich people, it's socialism. Read a history book, America. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm letting my Northern Idaho show tonight. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you actually brought this up because it just got me thinking of a side tangent on an article I saw during our summer break that we need to talk about after this. Okay. Well, I'm pretty much that's pretty much the end of this story, so let's go into that. Awesome. So, one reason the brewers love the delivery drivers and why they may not actually want to get rid of them, I just thought of this, is the little pallet present that arrives on the shipment of grain. I'm unaware of this. I, tell me Think more. back to your time when we both worked the warehouse at the homebrew shop. What was the one treat that showed up on the pallet of grain every week? I don't know if I was ever there to receive the, the grain. A salted nut roll. I was unaware of that. Oh, so BSG Brewers Supply Group uh, does in every pallet of grain they do sent to a brewery will throw a will hide a salted nut roll in there. So it's a little scavenger hunt for the brewers. Uh, the article 
And the Brewers always grab it. They'll call it the Brewers lunch. It's a prohibition, or I want to say depression era candy that's basically fallen into obscurity outside of like Brewers groups. Huh. <laughs> uh, I feel I feel somehow I, I I've never heard this. <laughs> I don't know how you have it because BSG when I worked up at the warehouse at the home brew store sent us. One year for Christmas, sent us a five-pound salted nut roll as, like, the Christmas gift to the company. Uh, And I I like the idea of a candy's sole existence at this point in time basically (laughs) being gifted to brewers. (laughs) Yes, that is probably why salted nut rolls are in business still, is because BSG just buys them and gives them out. Uh, (laughs) Well, Jagged Mountain Craft Brewery out of Denver last fall released their new milk stout, and it had brewers flooding into their brewery. It also happened to coincide with GABF, so that didn't hurt. But it was a nice inside joke to everyone because they released it their salted nut roll. (laughs) That's amazing. It was a beer brewed with lactose, peanut butter, and salt to mimic the candy that every curmudgeon brewer loves to snack on. Uh, So the article talks, gives you a little backstory on the candy talks. uh, And it actually talks about how Brewer Supply Group uh, had slipped candy into shipments uh, that they used to do. At first, it was ha- randomly assorted hard candies, uh, and it was meant as a token of appreciation and a fun little scavenger hunt for the brewers who are unloading truckloads of 55 pound bag, 50 55 pound bags, one ton pallet at a time. Um, <laughs> and that's why Jagged Mountain nicknamed the beer the Pallet Present. Uh, since 2004, it's been exclusively the salted nut roll. That's wow. That uh, <laughs> again, I I don't know how I've managed to be in this industry this long, and not uh, it's it's like being able to get to this point in time in your life and not have the ending of uh, Planet of the Apes spoiled for you. Uh, it's feel like like it should have known about this by now but somehow i've managed to avoid it and it's magical to know about it now (laughs) i I, I figured i was like oh jeremy's gonna know exactly what i'm talking about i would have Uh, i would have no idea the article also talks uh they talked to the operations marketing manager for 10 whiskers brewing uh another one of the breweries who did a salted nut roll beer uh, and uh, he goes we fight over the nut rolls in the shipment uh, he's like sometimes you'll see a, bre- a shorter brewer's feet sticking out of the top of the pallet because they dove head first in- looking for the candy um, so with this they actually spoke to someone at BSG uh, their events and outreach manager manager and said they came out and said they couldn't stop doing this if they wanted to because 
so many brewers love it. Uh, apparently, BSG now has a social media campaign dedicated to the candy, including an Instagram story devoted to showcasing brewers searching for the bars in their shipments. Uh, <laughs> and... And the videos are usually uploaded by the brewers themselves with the caption, if you know, you know. <laughs> I do not know, but now I know. And now I feel special. G.I. Yep. <laughs> so. But yeah. And the article actually talks around the holidays, they'll send out at random a two pound salted nut roll. So that's what I was referring to. It wasn't a five pound. It was a two pound. Fair enough. But. Um, so now, you know, next time you see a salted nut roll on a store shelf, reach over, grab one and think of a brewer. <laughs> uh, we're cresting well over an hour. Uh, do you want me to, I'll want me to finish off with nightmare brewing. We, or do you want to fit in one more first? No, I'll finish off with nightmare and okay. we'll wrap it. All right. Uh, well, uh, before I get in the last one, I've now on my last beer, the Fall Hornin by Anderson Valley. It's it's pumpkin beer season, people. I'm doing it. And ah, you dirty fucking whore! It's one of my it's one of my favorites. It's caramely, it's spicy, it's super drinkable. I mean, it's what a pumpkin beer should be. Although it amused me that um, uh, that my distributor, uh, well, my sales guy for this distributor. Uh, was like going off on how he didn't like pumpkin beers and like, well, we're not even bringing in, you know, we don't, we don't have any of those pumpkin beers. In fact, we're not even bringing in this one from Anderson Valley to which I replied. Then why is it on my shelf? <laughs> <laughs> Got you motherfucker. <laughs> he, he was surprised. Uh, fall Hornin. It's, it's one of, it's one of my go-tos. All right. <clears throat> uh, what did you expect? You hired a fucking maniac news now. Um, Nightmare Brewing um, out of uh, New York has uh, made huge waves uh, since they appeared on the brew scene in uh, December of uh, uh, 2018. Uh, last year, actually. They're that young? They are that young. And actually, last year, they made Rate Beers. Uh, they got the number two spot on Rate Beers' uh, Best New Breweries 2019 and they were the only american brewery on that list damn um nightmare brewing if you're not if you're not familiar um they are they specialize i mean their their selection is really good they 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 specialize in like you know uh, their hazy ipas ipas barrel age and just things that are a little bit different but if you know of of nightmare brewing the beer inside is good, but you the what what probably got you to buy it was the can. Um, they're they're uh, uh, they are huge fans of death metal, and um, their you know their kind of their naming scheme or their you know their shtick, if you will, is to name their beers after like obscure. But horrific, horrible ways to die, or tor- yeah, yeah, horrible execution or torture methods, and the and then they would illustrate this extremely graphically on the can. I mean, these are if if, if, if 
fire, just you know Google it. I say, fire up Google. Make sure the kids are out of the room. Fire up Google and type in nightmare brewing and and just get ready because the 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 art is beautiful and horrific. And do it quick because they're going away. Um, Nightmare Brewing uh, recently announced that they are parting ways uh, with their uh, with their off with their uh, uh, artist. You heard it here, folks. Um, this is so I I actually uh, uh, kind of heard this through the grapevine, and I've I, mean, I kind of pieced this story together from what I could find on Instagram, Reddit. Uh, Facebook and a few, uh, a little bit of other social media. So, I want to just throw that out there as a caveat. I, you know, I, I did my best to to uh, uh, to uh, uh, um, get all the information I can, but there isn't a lot there, and it's all from social media. So, take it for what it's worth. However, <clears throat> um, the the story goes something like this: uh, the uh, artist's name is uh, it's simply Defame. Um, and he posted a picture, a, a, a piece on his Instagram account. Essentially, he went political. Um, Ooh, fucked up. And so the picture itself is gone now because it created an internet shitstorm. Um, but it's been described thusly, and I'm quoting from a Reddit article. Um, Hillary Clinton lifting Joe Biden to pin a BLM sign on a swastika. George George Soros is also pictured in the background. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> um and so I I missed that. I didn't see what the response was on Instagram. Guessing not great. Um No. Immediately uh Defame um put something up that said uh that and his his response was quote um some subjective slash satirical art please do not tie anyone i've worked with to this this has nothing to do with the business i work for or have worked for this is solely my personal expression through art my right to free speech i'm for freedom of all races nationalities creeds and religions concerning rights liberty freedom and equality this was this is what uh he apparently put up um during the middle of the shit storm he uh, uh, started. Um, but then uh, Nightmare decided to uh, uh, cut ties with him at that point in time. Wise. Um, and of course, you know, and, and their statement was thus uh, from the owner, quote, uh, I started this brewing company to bring people together with metal, history, and beer. Which is awesome. I com- I was caught completely off guard when I saw my former artist's post. We spoke. He explained his political satire and stood by his work. While I understand artistic freedom of expression, all I see is an image meant to divide people and encourage hate at a time like this. We unification more than ever. And it kind of goes on to state the 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 company the uh, the company values and why they are not uh, in line uh, with this. Um, but yeah, and and I've, it it comes with its uh, assortment of uh, of uh, support for Nightmare Brewing. Um, the reason, though, I did want to bring it up, um, and I think it's worth talking about. Um, 
it does worry me at this point in time. I mean, was the I don't I have not seen it, but it, what's described is inflammatory, but not. I mean, in, in the curve of political discourse right now, not out of the question. Yeah, and as a a hardcore free speech person myself, it does worry me to to ha- to to lose someone like this from the from the beer industry on a kind of one strike you're out. Yeah. Um I understand I not I'm not saying that that uh, uh nightmare was wrong. Um I think what you said, I mean, it, it's smart and then really uh uh it's It's a money motivated move. I mean, it's 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 one of two things. Either you know they they really do believe that you know they really do have they they really do have a set of values that this violated. Ergo, you know we do not want to be associated with him, or people get pissed, stopped buying our beer. Both are valid reasons, and yeah, they made it sound more like the former. You can say it's the latter. It doesn't really matter which to me. They're both valid. Yeah, I mean ultimately the guy you hire to help sell the beer by creating the artwork that's going to draw someone's eye to grab the can. If that that guy costs you a six-pack sale, to you, that could be too much. Right. Um, And, I mean, it does... There was a lot... uh, I kind of skipped over a bit because, you know, I... You know, I think it 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 needs to be said, but they were like, you know, this... Well, and the, I'm not sure what the fuck he was trying to say with other than you know, it, black lives nice black lives people are Nazis, or which is again don't agree, but it, he has a right to say that. Well, and everybody has the right to react to it, but it worries me. I'm seeing, I'm I'm seeing the uh an industry i love dividing itself like everything else in uh, uh, out there and um don't know i mean first of all if you've seen this guy's art you know his head is in a dark spot yep <laughs> all right <laughs> i mean if someone's drawn this shit you kind of want to say hey come on buddy is everything okay is is, is it all good um, well, the crazy part is, I can't remember who told me about it, but some of the nightmare like sketches are actually like his drawings of a scene that actually ha- like a famous, like the famous case of how that per of like a person dying in that way, right? Um, and so it's like you look at the picture <laughs> of how that guy died, and you look at his drawing, and you're like. Wow, you looked at that picture for a long ass time to draw that. Um, you know, at at this point in time, you know, and bringing it well, you know, out of the beer world into a wider world, where you just don't know what someone else has been reading, what someone else's fucking reality is, because unfortunately, that's something we are dealing with at this point in time. You know, uh, you uh, yeah, you don't know you know where their head is. We, you, you sense, 
the alt right now has one hell of an artist. That's what that's what that's what came to mind. Because yep. you're not fixing anything. And I'm and I know people are you know the the comments were just celebrating. Oh yeah, get this guy out of here. It but it worry it, that kind of thing worries me that it is a one strike and fuck you you're gone. Yeah, um, without any without without any uh, uh, there may have been a long discussion. This may have been a a uh, uh, a mutual decision. Really don't know other than what I've met. Other than it worries me, and be kind to each other out there because I don't want to see. There's a lot of shit we're gonna lose anyway, and if and I don't want to lose too much more. So mm-hmm. be kind. <laughs> I guess my final takeaway is we're more alike with each other than we are with politicians. Be nice to your neighbor. I would have liked, it would have been nicer to, uh, an ideal situation, I mean, if someone asked me, well, how would you have liked this to go? Um, something along the lines of, uh, you know, of, of, you know, I, there's, I mean, we, you and I are kind of careful about, you know, aligning our, our about saying where we work, so we don't want to, we want to be free to, to say things. To, to say how we what we real feel about to weigh our opinions, yeah, without it necessarily reflecting on our employers, uh, who are nice enough to employ uh, 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 us. <laughs> um, yep, it just it, it 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 does worry me that I mean I don't agree with it, but it's free expression, and anytime free expression gets gets um uh gets kind of tossed aside it 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 it's it's worrying and in in an ideal situation you you go first of all it would be it would be better if we were in in a place where we could have a debate on these things and not have it immediately go to nazis but yep (laughs) uh i guess there is i i guess i have nowhere to go with that except that makes me sad i mean you know uh, I did, you know, I definitely understand why they 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 don't want to have anything to do with him. But I'm gonna miss his artwork. But on the plus side, if you're an artist, it turns out Nightmare Brewing is hiring right now. And uh, you would have looked at some fucked up shit. <laughs> you uh, you you, if you draw some truly fucked up shit, and don't you know, uh uh and you know are willing to not be in political at all in any way on instagram which the other thing about it is like god damn it are we're so is politics so toxic that everybody just avoids it yes yes that's where we're at so if you want to avoid politics keep it off social media people (laughs) whatever happened to the rule of at a party you don't talk about religion or politics social media is just one giant fucking party I also don't like the idea of there being taboos you don't talk about, but again, I also don't, uh, 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 I also understand why that's a good idea. Know what you're getting into. Yes. And I guess that's where I kind of like, I really wish the fame would have like, know what you're getting into. Why did you do that? You know, where is your head at? Um. Yep. But... But, uh, yeah, and on that happy note, Tyler, do you have anything to add? I don't. 
The only thing is, Jeremy, you need to go buy yourself a salted nut roll. <laughs> well, I do brew beer, so I, I, I've never gotten a salted nut roll, so... Um... Get yourself a salty surprise. Okay, I'm just gonna leave that. Anyway, <laughs> this has been It's All Beer. Uh, if you now hate me, you can send your hate mail to uh, itsallbeer at gmail.com, or you can send it to Tyler. He would like that. Um, we are on oh. Facebook. What? I'll respond with some gory pictures, so. <laughs> no, you'll respond with your grundle. If you want to see Tyler's Grundle, uh, you can you, you just write to itsallbeer at gmail.com and we'll send you a picture of that too. We are on Facebook and Instagram, not posting anything political. Maybe Tyler's Grundle. We might post Tyler's Grundle at some point. No, 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 no. That's a pay-per-view. <laughs> and you can see where we got all of our uh, stories for this episode on Twitter, and that is it's at allbeer1. <coughs> I probably just got the COVID. Anyway, I think that'll be quite enough for us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm going to go have a beer. I'm going to have a couple. <laughs>